and welcome to the Commander Boys Podcast. Our names are Manny and Andrew, and this is a podcast of two best friends talking about their lives and opinions because nobody asks for them. Our podcast name comes from the Myers-Briggs personality test for the ENTJ personality, which we both found out is another thing we have in common in our friendship. Now, with all that being said, let's take command and get into it. Andrew? Well, so, how's it been, Manny? Uh, you know, I've been, been pretty good. Solid week for me. Really, really solid. Uh, my week's been, eh, all right, but uh, I, I did have a new catchphrase. All right. It's, it's by far my new favorite expression. All right, I'm ready to hear it. All right. It goes like this. What time are we meeting this Saturday? Uh, let's say 3 o'clock. How about 3-ish with a hard-ish? Hard-ish? Hard-ish. So at work, we have... Wait, wait. Hard-ish. Hard-ish. So at James w- Hard-ish. <laughs> at work, whenever we, uh, we, we plan for break or whenever we have a downtime or whenever something that's going on that we need like a specific time, right. we, I work in the uh, control room. So okay. my job is to communicate that to everyone else in the building. The problem is the people that make these plans aren't very consistent. <laughs> So they'll be like, hey, what's break? And I'll be like, ah, oh, we're thinking 740-ish, hard-ish. And <laughs> and it's the best thing because now it's become sort of this running joke in my control room. It's like, that's a hard-ish. Or like, hey, what time you want to meet up next week? How about Saturday? Saturday-ish, hard-ish. You know? <laughs> so now anytime I'm out in public or anytime I'm, I'm debating something and I want to make plans with somebody, I always let them know it's going to be a hard-ish. So this is basically like the old format of whatever time like i think at least in my family growing up because we were very culturally native american we would say indian time or my mom's side uh, when we were in italy we would say italian time so it's just like a solid amount of time <laughs> that it's in a general idea of things but like you're gonna get it when you're gonna get it right like hey we'll meet up we'll plan to meet at 12 but if i'm there at two that's a hard ish for me <laughs> Hey, I know you said your bar mitzvah was at uh, one in one in the afternoon, but I'm gonna show up at five. That's a, that's a hard ish for that's me. That's a hard ish, hard ish. Oh, so yeah, that's that's my new favorite expression. That's great. No, like like I said, I had a really good week, an amazing, incredible week. Yeah, I hear you got some pretty exciting news this yeah, week. Yeah, so I have now ventured from being a part time at work and a part time student to now full time. <laughs> I am both a, well, I'm a full-time employee now at the company that I work for and a part-time student. And How do you find time to podcast? God, <laughs> haven't found that out yet. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's really great. There was an opportunity. Another person in my department decided to switch over departments and she does a good job. Like she's a fast learner. She'll work great there. And I saw that my job posted a listing for that position, which is just the full-time equivalent of what I am. Nice. And I asked him, I said, hey, can I just go full-time? <laughs> like, is that okay? And they said, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> when can you start? And I'm like, uh, almost immediately. I just need to change uh, some things for the fall semester. Just need to quit my old job and bitch out my boss. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. No. Um, yeah. And it's like, I went to campus the second i found out met up with an academic advisor we got everything situated for the fall semester and now i'm taking both night and online classes so i'm gonna get by there i think the earliest class that i getting that i'm getting is like 4 30 to 5 45 so that'll actually be just enough time for me to get out of work head over there get to class maybe a little bit late but mostly on time if i really haul ass nice nice and, uh, and of course, you're gonna eat solid meals in between and get some rest and all those like important life things. No, <laughs> I don't plan on the rest thing. I never plan on the rest thing. You know, Nikola Tesla lasted a very long time just on four hours of sleep a night. Yeah, Nikola Tesla also is a little bit crazy. You don't get called the Wizard of Menlo without it. Well, I guess that was the other guy. Oh well, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but he only got crazy later on in his life. You don't try to build a, a death machine without without getting a solid four hours of sleep. And how old was he? I mean, old enough to know better than to build a death machine. But young enough to still have that aspiration. Very new. Very true. Very true. So, no, I'm really excited about that. And on top of it all, like just working on the podcast, and that's great. And as far as 
getting enough sleep. Like I said, good luck with that. I already don't get enough sleep as it is. But eating, at the absolute worst, I go back to Huel. And for those of you that don't know, Huel is one of those liquid meal type things. They advertise that it gives 100% of a person's daily nutrients that they need. And that's based off of that 200 calorie a day diet or not 200 2000 calorie a day diet hashtag not a sponsor hashtag could be a sponsor hashtag please sponsor us right but so that flub could you imagine a 200 calorie diet that would i would die you get half a taco half a taco you get two oreos not even a full coke right that's (laughs) that would be hilarious yeah but uh, speaking of diets really quick another thing is like carolyn my girlfriend uh, she's trying a new diet too. I don't, know, I don't know if you ever heard of it. Probably have intermittent, intermittent fasting or intermittent. I could be saying it completely wrong. It's fasting. Okay. And basically it's not incredible. Like do it for multiple days. AKA the sonic diet. Right. No, it's Gotta a go um, fasting. <laughs> it's a, she eats at, let's say noon. I won't eat again until seven. And then doesn't eat again until noon the following day. I'm not going to lie. I do that, but I just call it forgetting to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like when eating is the least of your priorities. Right. And honestly, I think that's why Huel is such a good alternative for us. I just kind of wish there were alternate flavors. I like They do have alternate flavors, as you know. Like they have berry now, which is pretty good. They have vanilla. You can always add coffee into it. They have chocolate, which I've never tried. And then they have a whole bunch of like little flavor packets that you can add onto it. But they don't have anything savory. They have the unflavored or and the unsweetened, which is I've never tried it, but I can imagine it's okay. But okay, I want okay, savory but hear me flavors. out on this. Why would you pick another flavor when one of the flavors could be coffee? Because that's what I do with my Huel, uh, is I, I get the, the vanilla flavor that's lightly vanilla sweetened, mm-hmm. and then I just add espresso to it. Yeah, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just when that's all you're doing, I want occasionally to be a savory type of flavor. Look, like if all they I'm could... saying is if I can get an IV drip of espresso straight into my veins, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, that makes sense. And Death before decaf. It's just that at the end of the day, when I'm sitting down for dinner... I don't want vanilla or I don't want vanilla coffee. I would enjoy like a chicken soup flavor. And I know that you could probably go and add broth to it and warm it up. Or not add broth, but what are the, the little cubes that have all the flavor? Bouillon cubes. Yeah. You can add one of those into it with the water. I'm sure you could get something very similar, especially with the unsweetened. But it's not that. I want them to chemically design. <laughs> go milk a chicken and put it in that thing. <laughs> Please. Huel, go milk a chicken. That's going to be my new favorite insight. Go milk a chicken. Hey, hey, you. You with the face. Go milk a chicken. Hashtag go milk a chicken. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's, that's a cool tangent. I, I've had a really solid week. It was a blast. I got, like, all these chickens in a row. All these milked chickens in a row. Nice. And I'm looking forward for the next few months. We got RTX coming up. We're both going to that. Yeah, it's super exciting. Like, we're looking at it. There's an actual little podcast panel that we're thinking about going to and figure out how we can get more solid. That's not a real word. Is it a real word? Solid? We No, more solid. More solid. I think it's a real word. All right. We, Solider. <laughs> either way, we can get better at this whole podcasting thing and maybe eventually make it from a hobby into a second job. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. All right. Let's, let's do a hypothetical here. So, you have died. Rest in peace, me. Yeah, rest in peace, you. Long live me. You didn't have kids before you died. Right. Not that I know of. Your mom slash girlfriend really wants you to have well, kids. I, are they different? Because that's very... Well, not, I mean, no, you said I you were from Albuquerque, not Alabama, so I... I never I, said I was from Albuquerque. I'm from San Antonio. <laughs> Fair enough. But, but... So, my mom... Or Carolyn. Oh, yeah. Mom or Carolyn Mm -hmm. said that they really wished you had had a kid. And there is still time on your deathbed for them to harvest some of your sperm. Okay. Do you think it's okay for your mom and or Carolyn to then 
have your kid without you. So that, I have two lines of thinking. Well, well, just for some context, I, I saw this on a recent news article. There was a, uh, a kid who went to, I believe it was West Point, and I could be completely butchering this news article. So but, if he's from West Point, he's Army. Right, fake news otherwise. So What? So I, I'm pretty sure this kid was from West Point. He died during, from what I understand, training exercise, and uh, he was the... He came from a very traditional Asian family, and so his family wanted to have a kid, uh, a grandkid, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so he was the last male heir of their family, and so in the court document, they argued that he wrote a paper where he stated that one of his dreams was to have children. Okay. And that he he was really, it, it was very important for him to carry on his legacy, his family's legacy, and therefore his name. And so they argued that that was their legal right even though technically he never had written consent saying that he was on board with it it was definitely something that he would have wanted if but, he had time but was it okay so it wasn't legally did he, he document it verbally like edit recording or written down on a piece of paper somewhere well so that, the, like hey i want a child what they had used was a paper he wrote for school where he had stated that it was important to him that he wanted to carry on his legacy and have kids. It okay. was one of those... It, it's it's a definitely a gray area, but okay. I, the, the way the court stated it was written or verbal consent would have been preferred, but in this particular case, it is allowed. And this apparently isn't even the first time this has happened, but it's one of the first times... It's been the parent. Typically, it's like the girlfriend or the wife mm -hmm. that's asking for the it. The significant other. Right. And and it would be interesting to note if that makes a difference between you your opinion on parent versus significant other. Well, here's the thing for me. Keep like in mind that this is a verbal recording, and if you say yes, that means that you know this could be used in future. I'm not going to say yes or no because <laughs> the fact of the matter is every day I think, oh, hey, I want a kid. But then I see a kid out in public that's misbehaving or just being a child and being annoying. It's like, ah, I'm not I'm not ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I don't want this. We talked about it, Carolyn and I. And it's like something that maybe like five years from now, like it's nowhere near the future, even if we do have a kid. Right. That being said, the initial thought process of mine is like, well, I'm dead. What do I care? Right. <laughs> so I guess lineage doesn't necessarily mean a whole bunch to me. Because if you're thinking about the Zambrano family name, I have a half brother that has a son. And so that will continue. And uh, I'm not too close with the Zambranos, but even the Alfaros, like there's other branches of our family that continue on that line of things. So that isn't really too much of a concern for me. And as far as my mom goes, she's adamantly told me, hey, I'm in no rush to be a grandmother. <laughs> you have dogs. I'm, I'm a grand dog parent. I'm a grandparent to a grand dog, so it's fine. I do agree, like, hey, if that's what they want from the kid or if that's what the kid wanted, then go for it because you know that child's going to be loved regardless. Right. And I think that is... The important factor is like, is this future child going to be loved? Is this future child going to be taken care of? And if the answer is yes to both of those things, then I don't see why not. Yeah. But um, I, I think for me, you know, it would make a little bit of a difference if it was like my girlfriend, Julie, versus my mom and dad. I love my parents and they were fantastic parents to me. They I don't raised an upstanding son. Well, you know, <laughs> they raise me <laughs> as we go on. They'll see the humor in that, I'm sure. And, and so it, it's it's I think that they did a fantastic job with me. Uh, obviously, I'm biased in that logic, but I personally think they did a fantastic job with me. I'm not perfect, but and humble to boot. But uh, I, I think that I'm having... only nine stages away from imperfection. <laughs> Which makes me one stage away from perfection. There you go. And the humbleness in me keeps it from that perfection. There you go. Um, so I, I feel like they are not in a position to raise another kid. Like, you know, they're both... My dad's getting into the age of retirement. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like my family has had their time raising a kid. I feel like it would be weird to be 
a grandparent raising a grandkid by mm-hmm. yourself. I know that that happens in a lot of families. Yeah, but plenty of times. I, I still think that that's not something that they specifically would want to do. So while I wouldn't be against it, I would be more hesitant if it was them. I think that if it was my girlfriend, I would say, especially, I, I'm planning to get married in a few years. You mm-hmm. know, I, I'm we're just mostly waiting for some logistic things to work out. <laughs> yeah, I mean... You're in Texas. She's in Florida. Yeah. One of y'all is going to have to break down and yeah. move somewhere. And, well, that, and, you know, she's got to finish college and I've got to finish some stuff. And it, it, you know, logistically, it's just not, we're not ready yet, but there's a definite plan there. So it's not like, oh, this is just some girl that I'm dating for a little while, you know? Hmm. I, 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 so I would be more okay with that. But in the same token, I think it would be, I'd want her to move on with somebody else like I want her to be happy you know especially if I die recently I wouldn't want her to be stuck with you know raising a a dead man's kid you know yeah like dead man kid was my favorite Pirates of the Caribbean movie (laughs) (laughs) but you know what I mean like I I I think that that would be very sweet and if that's something she truly wanted to do she has my full written permission to do that right but at the same time like I would want her to move on and with her life and you know remarry to somebody else that would take care of her and all those kind of good things yeah and I would say the same for Carolyn she says that if I ever die she's not gonna know what to do without me but I have enough faith in her to know that like she can move on I'm not sure is she'll find anybody else like me because I'm I'm one of a kind. Right. I mean, no one's going to be able to replace the shoes that I fit leave, obviously. Right. When you're this perfect, it's hard to fill those, that void. But, I mean, maybe she'll find somebody close. Yeah. That that being said, I'm, she'll be fine. God forbid I ever die. <laughs> well, I'll well, eventually we're die. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. On um, this week's episode of the Happy Time Podcast, we're, we're all, all going to die. die. You die. You die. Speaking of death, speaking of death, I I heard that you have a new new toy here. Yeah, yeah. So did you love that smooth transition? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the rest of the audience knows. By the way, just just for those headphones listeners and the listeners that are like in potentially public places, this next part can get very loud. We'll give you a countdown. Yeah. So so what I have in my hands right now is what it's affectionately called an Aztec death whistle. Now, this thing is a beautiful little instrument that I've been wanting for years at this point. Years since I've lived in Albuquerque. So that was probably like five years ago. Okay. It's essentially imitates a screaming person. Right. They theorized that the Aztecs used it during either rituals or going into combat to intimidate the enemy. Which is why we want to take it to the soccer game. Because, yes. You know... Oh my god, yes. I would love that so, so much. I will play it for y'all. It is loud, and I'm sorry, and everything is okay, alright? So, count me in. Three, two, one. There we go. Yeah. Death whistle. So that was that was also to note away from the microphone. <laughs> yeah, like not facing it. I don't know how that's gonna come out in the recording. I'm not looking forward to editing that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but that little thing is giving me so much joy, and that was a late anniversary gift from Carolyn. Thank you, Carolyn. And, oh my god, I love that girl so much. <laughs> but true happiness. It comes from Etsy. I want to give a shout out to them. Aztec Death Whistles on Etsy. I think they're located in Florida. Um, they hit me up on Instagram when I posted that little video showing it off. Which, by the way, you'll always know when I'm controlling the uh, Instagram or the or Twitter. Because what I like to do is be real serious about something that I enjoy. So, like, if you look at that Aztec Death Whistle video, straight-faced, almost mad. <laughs> Blow into the whistle. <laughs> Honestly, I just love that. Yeah. So that will always be me. And but yeah, they sh- they just commented on my post like, "Hey, glad you liked it." And honestly, I'm blown away. I'm literally I'm, I'm blown whistled away. <laughs> well, talking about some uh, pretty exciting moments, uh, I had a coworker actually come to me recently and tell me that he just hit his uh, four month sobriety. Oh shit, that's awesome. Yeah. So like. 
for for the record, I'm not going to give this coworker's name because you know he still worked with me and it's it's his story to tell, not mine. But right. I just want to give a shout out in case he ever listens to this, and in case you know it's a good story to tell for anybody else going through this. Uh, this guy used to have a really really bad problem with alcohol. Like I'm I mean. He was like an eight pack in the morning, eight pack in the afternoon, an eight pack right before he went into work, and then a, two tall boys when he got home. Yeah, like this. This was a, a a rough period in his life, and he was having a very very difficult time for many many years. When I first met him, uh, like I used to be able to have a conversation with him at the beginning of work, and then have the exact same conversation at the end of work when he sobered up. That takes talent. Yeah, uh, which I was always impressed how how well he was able to keep that covered but i mean it, it was definitely one of those like he was he was a very functional alcoholic he wasn't like sloppy drunk or anything but it, you could also tell it was not healthy for him or anything like that and so i hear about i'm gonna say a year ago um he had some uh issues where he had to go to the doctor and the doctor basically told him like hey you, you need to really look at your life and stop drinking and he actually used a uh, reddit form um, because he he'd been to some AA meetings. Was it was it like borderline cirrhosis of the liver or I I don't really know. Or he just never it, said. Yeah, he never he never specified, and honestly, it wasn't really any of my business. But it was enough for the doctor to be like, "Hey, you need to get this under check." Yeah, and and so that was kind of his wake up call, and uh, he he went with me, and he he told me like, you know, hey, this is this is a thing that happened, and I was you know I was trying to be very supportive of him, and I was like, look. When you hit your one month, um, you know, I will, I'll take you out to dinner. I'll take you out to lunch or something. Mm-hmm. We'll go celebrate. And so he did pretty good in his one month, and we went out and celebrated. And that was sort of the last I heard from him for a little while. Uh, a few weeks later, you know, he can, I, I asked him, hey, man, how's it going? And he kind of had the surprised look on his face, and he's like, oh, well, I kind of fell off the bandwagon a little bit. But, I mean, you know, I've, I've been I've been all right, been here and there, kind of hit or miss. And I'm like... And I don't know if I just had a really disappointed look on my face or not, but like I just, you know, I was like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, you know, like, yeah. like I, I really was rooting for this guy. Fast forward to like last week, he comes up to me out of the blue, wasn't me initiating it, wasn't me saying anything, I hadn't been harassing him or anything like that. He comes up to me out of the blue and he goes, hey, I just want to let you know, I just hit four months this weekend. And he's like, and that's the longest I've been sober in years and years and years and years and years. So honestly, that's great. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, like. <laughs> And this guy's quit basically, you know, on his own. I mean, like I said, he's using a Reddit group. Uh, I don't remember the name of the group, but it, it's like a AA kind of group on Reddit uh-huh. where people that, you know, are one day sober and 50 years sober both all share their stories and kind of encourage each other. And it's this really cool, you know, window into the Internet and how the Internet can be used for more than just, you know, memes and porn. Like, it's it's a really awesome thing that, you know, these people can come together and, you know, make this group for people that can't go to AA meetings or are too scared to go to AA meetings yeah. or, you know, AA meetings don't work, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're in a situation like that, you are definitely looking for support any way you can get it because, okay, you can be the type of individual like me that's like, yeah, I don't need anybody's support. I can do this on my own. Right. But even that individual needs help. And so I think with the use of that Reddit forum and then him realizing like, oh, you actually did care you did show interest like that was enough for him to be like okay like people care about me not right. just over the internet but in the real world right and that's saying something like and, and like i said you know i didn't ask his permission to tell his story which is why i'm trying to be as very vague as i possibly can with a lot of the details because it is his storytelling is a personal thing but i you know if you're ever listening to this you know who you are and i just want to give a commander salute to you and tell you that you know, we're rooting for you, and I wish that you keep doing good, and I hope that you stay sober for many more years to come. Yeah, no, congratulations, my dude. That's that's impressive. I know a few weeks ago, I was getting to the point where, hey, I thought I was drinking a little bit too much, and it was a situation of, I want to get this under control. And I think I did for the most part. I went, honestly, two weeks without having a beer. Yeah. And that was a lot for me considering the two weeks prior to that, I was having a beer once a day at the very least. And just the thought of going a whole week without having anything to drink was scary to me. Since then, I have started drinking again, but by no means am I a beer every day type of person. Yeah. I don't want to be that person. And like, Yesterday, we went to the Flying Saucer, which is, I think it's a chain of uh, bars 
in the United States, but we have one here in San Antonio, not too far away. Kind of like a good midpoint from where the both of us live, just triangulating our location for everybody to know. Right. But um, I had two beers. And honestly, in the time that we were there before that, I probably would have had like four or five. Right. And Roman finished his beer before me. My cousin Roman. He finished it before me, and he never finishes beers before anyone. And right. He, he called me out on that. And I said, hey, Roman, I'm just trying to slow down. I just want to enjoy it. Even if it gets warm at the end, I just want to spend some time here enjoying this with my friends, with my family, and the people that I love. And I think a lot of people should focus in on that when it comes to drinking as a whole. Or any kind of potentially right. negative substance. Hey. Right, right, right. I want to say my binge drinking days are behind me. Yeah. So my first binge drinking experience was at the age of 13. And honestly, I won't get into that because I don't think the statute of limitations has come out on it just yet. But yeah. And since then, it was drinking, drinking, drinking. I was drinking to get drunk, which is great at the moment. But afterwards, it just leaves you feeling like shit. Yeah. And that happened a lot overseas, which was legal there. Even in high school, like we just drank off base and it was perfectly fine. And I had a lot of great memories from that. It's just like you'll never hear the day after memories from that. Right. It's uh, I think there was a comedian, John Mulaney, that told a, a joke. Uh, and he was talking about when you get blackout drunk, you're almost like Michael Jackson. You get to hear stories about yourself and even you don't know if they're true. <laughs> Yeah, and it's great because, like, I remember I made a religion. (laughs) One time when I was drunk, I made a religion. And this is a story for another time, but they had a recording of that, and I listened to it, and it was hilarious. I knew exactly what I was talking about. I knew where the influences came from, but um, then something happened to their phone, and we lost that recording. Oof. Always hard when you lose a recording. Yeah. But We know all about that. (laughs) Ain't that the truth. But yeah, so really, um, I'm not an advocate to stop drinking as a whole, but I do suggest people like slow down, understand that it's not meant to get drunk and And know your limits, you know, yeah, you're able, some people can, can drink every day, all day and be totally fine. Some people can't drink at all and be totally fine and it's just it's just one of those things of like you definitely have to know where you, where you are and what your limits are right you got to figure out problematic signs and then look into yourself and see like okay is it at a point where this is a problem do right. i have a drinking problem right and i not to throw you a little bit under the bus but i'm gonna throw you under that fucking bus all right i think you did scare me unintentionally because you kid that i'm an alcoholic and I like to think since I was able to change my habits that I'm not. Right. That I do occasionally drink. But every time he's like, oh, yeah, my alcoholic friend. Not you, the other alcoholic friend. <laughs> Whenever you're talking about somebody else. Like, I was like, ah, do I do I have a problem? Yeah. And, like, that, that made me look into myself. And I did see me going down a path that I didn't want to go to. And I was able to make that a change for the better. Well, then, just to quote that Moana movie, what can I say except you're welcome? No. (laughs) You are not the rock! (laughs) But, ooh, that was, like, our first getting deep story. Yeah. That was impressive. Well, enough of that getting deep nonsense. Episode two. (laughs) What have you been been playing lately? Anything fun? Not anything from this decade. Okay. Well, what from a previous decade have you been playing lately? Actually, it is this decade. Hey, two more years until the next decade. I've been playing... This fun little game called NCAA Football 2013. Nice. Which is not the last one that ever came out. That one's 2014. Or NCAA Football 14, because they don't say the 20. Right. But to you non-sportsmen, it is football, and NCAA implies that it's collegiate. I thought that was meant that they were black people. No. No. God damn. Isn't that the NCAA? No, no. NCAA is the um, National Collegiate Athletic Association. Oh, okay. I think of the NAACP. Yes. <laughs> Too many acronyms. <laughs> oh, my God. Dear listener, you're going to get a lot of that. 
just know that he means well. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, they have a really fun mode in there called Dynasty Mode. Dynasty Mode. Where you get to also control the team as they play, but also recruit other players from the United States through any college football team that you want. And Interesting. The reason why I got that specific game is because that was the first game that our UTSA Roadrunners were ever featured in the game. That's pretty cool. Because before that, we didn't even have a football team. And then we got one. They're like, okay, y'all are all right, all right enough to get into our game. And uh, not only that, I think it was also North Texas got into it and Texas State. So that the main three teams or brand new teams added into the game. That was the first time in a long time that other colleges got added. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and then the next year came out, 14, and that is a phenomenal game from what I've heard. It's just that it's expensive now because that was the last NCAA football game because a player sued EA because they used his likeness or image, whatever, without his consent and without paying. Ooh, copyright. Yeah, and then that came into a whole, like, okay, well, we'll pay you. But wait, a college player is not allowed to receive financial compensation. They're not, they're not able to receive financial compensation for their likeness or for their play. In the game, I've been playing it. I've gone through, like, three seasons with UTSA, and I was, like, their head coach. I made Doug Demodome their head coach. He's owner of the Dimsel Dome? No, not in this one. He's the owner of the Alamo Dome because they actually have the Alamo Dome in the game. It's amazing. That's fantastic. <coughs> oh, I'm going to die. But yeah, no. So I did that. I actually got them to where they get a national championship, which is crazy ridiculous considering it was their second season. That at least isn't crazy ridiculous. At least in that game, it just messes up the whole game entirely. Like this bottom feeder team was able to do that. I'm just... I'm just playing it, playing it, playing it. It has longevity in that game type, and I, I just adore it. Anyway, so back to where you were saying. There was a game that came out last Friday, so that would be yesterday from this recording. Okay. Um, and I am not an FPS fan. Uh, for those of you not in the gaming world, that stands for fancy first pickle person, feet, <laughs> first person shooter, <laughs> or fancy pickle feet, whatever. And uh, I'm not an FPS fan. Nothing against it. Uh, I'm sure those people that are really into Call of Duty and you know that kind of stuff are great people. I'm sure they have some redeeming qualities somewhere. <laughs> um, but I've just never been an FPS fan, with the exception of Halo. I think Halo is one of those really bridge-the-gap kind of games that, for even people like me that weren't into shooting games, really can enjoy that kind of game. Yeah, I played Halo 3 all the time. Yeah, I, I, I think Reach was honestly my favorite, but okay. I, I liked 3 and I liked 2, and even 1 was really good. Well, I have an unopened copy of Reach for you if you want it. <laughs> That's fantastic, actually. Uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll give that away as a raffle or something. I don't know. Uh, if we get 100 listeners, tag us on Instagram, and we'll do a raffle, and the winner will get a unopened copy of Halo Reach for the Xbox 360. There you go. Let's make it happen. Make it happen. So anyway, Halo, one, one of the reasons I like Reach so much was the level creator. And it was, I think, the first Halo to have level creation. Maybe 3 had it. I don't remember. I know, I know 3 for a fact had it, but I don't I, know. I don't know if it was as expansive as was the Forge mode in uh, Reach. Probably not, but... But anyway, the the long story short is that I really enjoyed the multiplayer aspect of it. The the multiplayer Halo's arena shooting, gunning, and whatever that terminology is, words, it was, it was probably one of my favorite modes on that game. And I've never really found a game that can recreate it quite like it. I also, in a completely unrelated, but soon-to-be-related note... I'm a big fan of uh, Portal, which right. Portal is uh, a sort of an older game at this point. Right. But and I assume most people played it since I'm pretty sure it comes free with Steam now. Practically, the cake is a lie. The cake is a lie. Yeah, Portal is it's just one of those games that like no one expected it to be good, but it just turned out to be amazing, and it got a sequel and it was really good. But the gist of it, as the name might imply, is you have a portal gun and it shoots two portals: an orange portal and a blue portal. And you connect them and go through them, and it's a puzzle platforming game. Okay. So somebody... Yeah, I've played it. So. Yeah, somebody with... I, Andrew, I've played it. 
somebody with I've a played amazing it. imagination and a, a solid history in video games thought, wouldn't it be nice if we could mix the game of Portal and the game of Halo? And so they made a game called Splitgate. All right, I'm listening. And if you haven't seen the trailer, you guys can go look it up. Maybe we'll put the link in the description, depending on how, how nice we feel. Uh, but it is essentially just the multiplayer arena warfare of Halo with very similar-esque maps, very similar-esque guns, very similar-esque kind of play style. But everyone also can shoot portals. So you've got people sniping each other through portals. You've got people jumping through portals and carrying the momentum to do like super long jumps and reach high up places for sniping positions. And you've got people with you know machine guns like flying in and 360 no scoping through a portal. And it's amazing. Possibly one of the coolest things I've ever done. And the best part is it's 100% free to play. Oh, that's actually amazing. Yeah. No. <laughs> that would. That's the incentive to get me to try this game. Right. I personally bought the $19 Founders Pack because I just love this concept so much. I'm hands down going to support it, uh, and I hope that it becomes a new eSport and goes all the way, and I hope that they have a Griffball mode somewhere in there. Like, I am on board with this. I mean, can you imagine Griffball with portals? Like, ugh, that's just, ugh. I can. And you said eSports and Griffball, and that reminds me of something very important. Something... That's coming in July, your birthday. Okay. I, I don't understand the connection, but all right, I'm ready. Well, a few days before your birthday is this amazing little convention that we've gone to the last few years. Right. Called RTX. That's right. located in Austin. Austin, Texas. The creators of Red versus Blue. Right. And the creators of Griffball. Are they the creators of Griffball? They are. I no, mean, no. I mean, t- technically they're the creators of Griffball, obviously. But it's more like, can you really say you created Griffball when Halo was already a thing? Yes, because Halo reached out to them said, hey, can you make a Griffball type? Halo reached out to them. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yes, you're right. I agree. Yeah. But uh, yes, and we're both going to RTX. So, yes, D- despite the fact that you won't see on any of the advertisements anywhere, Commander Boys will be at RTX. Commander Boys, RTX, all five of you, let's meet up. Yeah. Let's hang out. <laughs> but RTX, Austin, Texas, July 5th through the 7th, if I'm remembering correctly. You are. We're going to get up there a day earlier, which is the 4th of July. Uh, probably get some home sliced pizza because we had that last year and that was amazing. They had a clam pizza? Oh my god, that was amazing. I didn't think I'd like a clam pizza, but man. <laughs> oh, joke's on you. That's why I ordered that shit. Right, that was amazing. I love clam pizza now. And, and then... You want to talk about pineapple and ham? No, clam on pizza. Best topping. It's all about that clam and Alfredo sauce. Yeah. But, uh, and so that same day, I think Roman was like, hey, if we're going to hit up 6th Street or Rainy Street or whatever street, insert alcohol here, we need to do that on that Thursday with his 4th of July. Because he wants to go to one of the heaviest uh, alcoholic bar streets in, in the nation. On the 4th of July. Yeah, because why else? No I mean, one can hear the gunshots over the fireworks, Andrew. <laughs> it's fine. That would be like if we got stabbed, we wouldn't fall over until we went into the next bar. Right. <laughs> and even then, we wouldn't fall over until we got inside to the actual bar. And they're like, they have to check your ID first. Right. It's like, why do you have that face on your ID? Because oh, I knew I was going to get stabbed before I entered the bar. Right. <laughs> but, um, Oh, like that reminds me of last year's RTX when Carolyn came up just for the few days, right? Or for the few, it was just the day, the night. But uh, you were not feeling well that night. No, you, I was not. You were by no means are a drinker. You may have had a little bit of a drink here and there, but nothing to actually say, "Hey, I drank something." It wasn't. If if anything, it was a sip of yours, right? And you didn't even like it because typically I just drink beer, right? And, I hate beer. <laughs> exactly. But um, you weren't feeling well. You went back to the room. Well, Roman, Carolyn, and I, we kept drinking. Right. We kept drinking. It was fun, 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 fun. And Carolyn is very to herself at times, but she's also very energetic. The to herself at times goes out the window <laughs> when there's a few drinks involved. And... 
there was a horse that was a policeman, police horse, with a policeman on top of it. And of Were course, they partners? Hopefully. Well, in what way? Well, in like the police way. Yes. I don't mean like life partners. No. And that being said, I don't know their personal relationship. But yes, they are police partners. And um, what was his name? Who? The horse. I don't know. Clyde. Was like Officer Clydesdale? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's go with that. Okay. So Officer Clydesdale. Officer Clydesdale is just there. Dale. We'll just get all the other. Clydes and Dale. Yeah. Clydes and Dale. Oh my God. It's a sitcom. (laughs) Officer Clyde and Officer Dale. Horse and partner. Horsing around. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So. Solving crime. One clip clop at a time. So Carolyn saw the horse. And Officer Clyde, Officer Clyde, she ran up. No, not ran, but she went up to the horse. And I'm like, okay, this is strange. My girlfriend doesn't typically do this. Andrew, she pet the horse. Does Officer Clyde like to be pet? Officer Clyde was okay with being pet. How does Alfred Dale feel about Officer Clyde? I mean, he looked down, and I was, I, I looked up at him, and I was like, is this, this okay? And he didn't say anything, and but. Yeah, so she just straight up pet the horse, and it was amazing. That's and then fantastic. later on, I was like, Manny, Manny, I pet the horse. I pet the horse. I'm like, I know, babe. <laughs> you did pet the horse. And then like later on the next day, uh, we were just reminiscing about the night before. And she's like, wait, did I pet a horse last night? And I'm like, yeah, you did. She's like, that's amazing. No, you pet an officer of you, the law. You pet <laughs> Officer Clyde. Have some respect. <laughs> But oh. so I can't wait for the RTX antics this year. There's a lot of fun things. Um, one of my favorite comedy group, the Valley Folk, are going to be there. I want to go to one of their um, panels or their autograph signings. So that'll be great. Um, of course, the Ruby panel, something we always got to go to. I think there's only one this year, so we're going to have to haul ass. I saw two, one on Friday, one on Saturday, Sunday. But... Right, well, we'll look at the schedule later. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, their podcast, RT's podcast, and then maybe even off topic. Right. Uh, Phil DeFranco actually is going to be there this year, which is, is, is it's kind of interesting because I don't know if you uh, follow YouTube trends as closely as I do. Not quite. Um, but, In fact, not at all. <laughs> But I'm I always I'm always interested in the business side of YouTube. Like, don't get me wrong, I have YouTubers that I follow that I watch just for the the videos. But um, I, I'm very interested in the business side of it. And one of the things that has always fascinated me about it is VidCon. And VidCon is for those of you that aren't not familiar, not officially owned by YouTube or even run by YouTube. But it's the but, YouTube convention, right? But it's the main YouTube convention. Uh, as far as I know, they even partner with YouTube to some degree. So like they're they're one of the few uh, conventions that are even allowed to use like the YouTube logos and stuff like that because of their association with them. Like all the YouTubers that we know are not typically going to be there, but all the ones that a younger audience knows that are like crazy popular that has millions upon millions of followers, they'll probably be there. Right. Although I don't know, I, I I do follow some of the animation squad that is always there. They in fact they usually have an animation panel which they all get to be on. But, yeah, but RTX has an animation festival, right? And and that brings me to my interesting point. You know, RTX started out as just a cool convention for people that were Rooster Teeth fans. Like I think the first one was just fifteen hundred people, right? And it was in somebody's backyard. Like <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it was always at the convention center. But like that main room. Well, the original original one that was like it wasn't at the convention center. The original one that it technically didn't count as the first RTX, but it was the first Rooster Teeth gathering. In fact, that may have been what they called it. I got to catch up on my history. Gathering of the Chuckadoos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's actually. a gathering of the Juggalos reference. If y'all missed it, uh, so but uh, like it was actually in somebody's like it was either a park or like a yard or something like that. But it was this outdoor area. It was hot, hot, hot mm-hmm. because Austin, Texas. Right. But but uh, yeah, the first official RTX was in the main room of the Austin Convention Center, and just half of that. Right. That was the whole thing, and now it's all of the convention center and, and like a couple three hotels. Of, yeah, yeah. The, the nearby hotels. It's pretty it's, pretty huge, but. Um, running back like it was originally just a convention for people that were fans of rooster teeth but here in the more recent years 
whether it's due to their sort of uh, fame in you know the the sort of a new Hollywood sector, which I feel like Austin is becoming a potentially a new Hollywood. Oh, 100 percent. And I, I wouldn't say necessarily Hollywood, but it's definitely a creator city at this point. Right. You know, it's always been sort of an artsy city for the most part. But like now it's like, hey, we have legitimate movies being made here. We have legitimate TV shows. We have game development studios that are moving down here. Like, Honestly, I wouldn't mind moving up to Austin. I know you would. But hey, maybe you can go to Buda. <laughs> go to Buda. Man, it's I, close enough. I love visiting Austin. I would never live there. And the best part about San Antonio is that I'm only an hour and a half drive from Austin. Austin is your Albuquerque. Right. Austin is I love Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Would love to visit again and again and again. I don't want to live there again. But before we get too, too far off topic, one of the things that I find interesting is because this VidCon, like at least from all of the creators that I follow... It seems every year it gets less and less something they want to do, and it gets they they either don't treat their fans right, or there's always some complaining about the way that they monitor them, and and that could just be you know the few creators I follow. I don't really know much about VidCon as an organization. They might be a fantastic organization, but it definitely seems that more and more people are interested in looking for another venue, and with Philip DeFranco and the Village Folk and like a couple of Valley other folk. Valley Folk, sorry. Uh, Valley the Village Folk did YMCA. <laughs> right. Uh, the Village Guys. <laughs> those guys from that town. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Under the Bridge group. <laughs> but, uh, you know, with all these other creators looking for a new home, RTX really could position themselves to be the next VidCon. Yeah, and I believe that. And, and I, I don't know, that's just kind of a cool, you know, thing for just a, a Texas thing. You know, we have... Um, Pack South down here in San Antonio every year. We have RTX in Austin. We, we're really getting to be almost uh, as big of a hub as a lot of places up north in, in California and things. And that's just really cool to me. Well, and I remember you telling me a little bit about the Philip DeFranco stuff maybe coming to, or when he is coming to RTX, and the uh, thought of this becoming bigger than what it actually is right now. And that look, I look forward to that. The only thing that I'm worried about as far as how RTX runs things is, from what you've told me, Philip DeFranco says, hey, they're much more organized than what VidCon is just in general, and they treat me better, yada, yada, yada. But their security last year and the year before was rough. Well, you also have to remember they're in a transitional phase from being just a small little organization. If you think about... Uh, Rooster Teeth is just a company. They went from having uh, an animation studio of like four people to an animation studio of over 200 that has their own building. Yeah. Like, and that was in one year. You know, just from a business perspective, like they have a really interesting business structure that's just booming right now. Yeah, but like, that's the only thing I'm concerned about because that is a mightily fine convention that is a well-run convention possibly one of my favorites it's just that the security only having like one or two um lines for metal detectors that kills although i will say last year seemed to run a lot smoother yeah well they corrected it like midway through last year right they were able to get additional machines like the next day and that ability to adjust on the fly i think is really it shows that you know they're paying attention and they're monitoring it and I mean, I'm with you this year. Like, let's let's see what it looks like. Let's see if they have to correct again or if they've already corrected for it, you know? I mean, I know they have the staff and the ability to only get better as it ages. Right. And that's self-evident as far as years go. Right. We, we've been there enough. I think the only one we missed was probably the first one. Yeah. And... It's it's gotten better and better and better. I every year, yeah. Honestly, that I can't complain. I'm sure I'll find something to complain about this year, but that's, that's what just we do, me. You know? <laughs> but any complaints come from love, right? And I love RTX. I can't wait to go. I think we're even planning to maybe record something for that trip. I'm not too sure. We haven't solidified that yet but we'll probably do a hotel recording I, it's it's almost a for sure thing yeah and uh that'll be fun because we have roman we got our friend joe coming up so they may hear some background noises right well and you know hotels so all the hotels. all the news the noises that go into hotels our neighbors are going to hear our death without yeah aztec death without 
Uh, I think that should be about covering it today. You got anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Uh, no. Do you have anything you want to plug right now apart from our social media that I'll do? Uh, no, no. I mean, obviously, uh, come join me on Splitgate. My uh, username is Gottemon5. I'm trash right now. Spell it. Splitgate, S-P-L-I-T-G-A-T-E. That's great, but I meant your your name. <laughs> oh, Gottemon, like the Digimon, G-A-T-O-M-O-N, and then the number five. Okay. Uh like I said, I'm trash right now, but uh, come be trash with me. It'll be all right. We'll get better. And like I said in the last episode, you know, please, please, please follow us. Listen to our podcast episodes. Um, we have the first one up right now. Go ahead and go listen to that. I'm sure you already have if you're listening to this. If not, why are you listening to this first? This is number two. Go back. Listen to number one. It's Obviously. not like it's not like we have 50 episodes. To get, come on. Right. Seriously. Just go back one. Get your shit together. That's all you have to do. Get it all together. And Get, put it in a backpack. Go. And take it to the store. Take it to the so store. As long as it's together. But, yeah. <laughs> so do that. And then, you know, follow also, us. Also, word of mouth is like our bread and butter right now. Please. You know, we're, we're not paying for ads yet because we don't have enough information to pay for it. We haven't gone on a full street team binge. We're, we're not posting flyers just yet. We're going to start. But as of right now, the very few of y'all that are listening, please, please, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Commander Boys. That will help us tremendously. I can't say that enough. Yeah. Word of mouth at this point in our our organization is our lifeblood. You know, you guys sharing this, telling your friends, telling, you know, hey, come listen to these these two dorks talk about their life. Hey, you know, this that is absolutely number one going to be the thing that helps us grow and you know it's not about making a profit it's not because right now we're making nothing right we are putting money into this and we are not seeing anything it's a glorified hobby at this point but i would love for us to just break even and that just comes from the amount of listeners amount of potential sponsors that see hey we have people that are listening and these could be your people that use your products Right. And I think ultimately that's just our goal is to get it to the point where this can sustain itself. Right. If not, then, hey, you know what? I'm willing to put money in again and again and again. And maybe somewhere this will find their audience. And if not, this is great therapy. I was going to say, at the end of the day, I enjoy hanging out with my best friend and to talk about our lives. It's so much fun. It's only going to get better as we go along. Right. We age like fine wine. Yeah. Please follow us at Commander Boys. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Commander Boys, and then obviously on SoundCloud.com slash at Commander Boys Podcast. Send us an email if you want, if you want to write something longer than that. We appreciate any criticism. We appreciate any uh, positive feedback, constructive criticism. Our email for the record is CommanderBoysPodcast at gmail.com. That is CommanderBoysPodcast at gmail.com. Well, let's wrap it up. All right. Well, this has been the Commander Boys Podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Manny. And we are the Commander Boys. See y'all next time.